I look up. Yeah, and I take my time, nigga. I'ma take my time, whoa. Power moves only, nigga. <laughs> Boy, I'm about my business on business. I drink liquor on liquor. I had women on women. Yeah, that's butt bad bitches. I done live more than an 80 year old man still kicking. Cause they live for some moments. And I live for a living. But this for the girls who barely let me get the first base on some ground ball shit. Cause now I run my city on some town hall shit. They praying on my motherfucking downfall, bitch, like a drought. But you gon' get this rain like a spay weather. Good music, yay weather. Champagne just tastes better. They told me I never, boy, never say never swim. Yes, people. Welcome to a new episode of Echo Chamber. Ah, man. I, you know what I mean? When Control came out, I loved it and still love it and i just wish jay electronica would bring out a goddamn album you know what i mean all right but enough of that let's get to the uk box office top 10 for the weekend of the 15th to the 17th of march okay so at number 10 the kid who would be king i to be honest i'm surprised it's been around for that long at number nine, we've got Miss Miss Maz Kizukugul Mugul Free. Um, at number eight, we've got Green Book. At number seven, Modern Family. At number six, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. At number five, the the great endearing fighting with my family. At number four, The Lego Movie 2. At number three, What Men Want. I didn't even know that had come out. Shit. At number two, Fisherman's Friends. And at number one, still at number one. And really, are we surprised... Captain Goddamn Higher, Further, Faster Marvel. Yeah. All right, people, let's get into this week's reviews. Okay, so I decided to um, check out a new film. Uh, I, I believe it's one of the, the Netflix originals that um came out this week um it was called triple frontier it was directed by jc chandor i think the, probably the most notable thing he's done is a most violent year uh it was written by uh chandor um mark um, yeah, B-O-A-L, B-O-A-L, well, you know, mm. anyway, um, it's starring Adria Arjana, Ben Affleck, Charlie Hammond, Oscar Isaac, uh, Jarrett Headland, 
Pedro Pascal, uh, Ronaldo Galagalos, Christine Horn, and, you know, a bunch of uh, other people. So, the storyline is, five former Special Forces operatives reunite to plan a heist in a sparsely populated multi-border zone of South America. For the first time in their prestigious careers, these unsung heroes undertake this dangerous mission for for self instead of country. But when events take an unexpected turn and threaten to spiral out of control, their skills, their loyalties and their morals are pushed to a breaking point in an epic battle for survival. Yeah. So, um... You know, like, there's a lot... There are subtitles in this film, which I wasn't aware of. Luckily, there wasn't too many. Um, I don't know how much pivotal information is in it. I picked up some stuff, but, you know, it's a bit like... You know, it they, they, they were moving kind of fast in places. And it was just... It's one of those things that you have to go, Oh, am I going to try and rewind it? Or, you know, what, what do I do here? But yeah, so there's some Spanish, there's some Portuguese. Um, but I I don't think it completely killed things, you know. I Yeah, as I said, look, I, I, was, pre- I was pretty able to follow things, I f- believe. But um, we've seen this film, you know, this isn't... It's not anything particularly new. Definitely nothing groundbreaking. And I I, I think you kind of guess where this is going. You know, you, you pretty much understand that not everyone's making it out alive, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, in this type of film, not everyone does. They can't. Because... That's just a bit dull. You know what I mean? And there's always going to be some hurdles that you, you come ag- come up against that you just weren't expecting. And it's just like, oh, what's happening? And like, oh, can we trust everyone? Who knows? You know, it, it, it always kind of comes like that. That You're just like, seriously, is this what you're giving me? I I think some of the the arguments to persuade people to get on board the job, they, I don't know, they just seemed a bit weak. It didn't really seem overly like, oh yeah, that's compelling. I don't know how I would be able to uh, say no to that. It was just all a bit like, that's it? Really? You know? Hmm. Because, so these guys all, you know, they've all been in the army for a a long time. And and it's just like, look, I know people in the army. And while you're there, you're not particularly spending a big chunk of money. You know, the army's feeding you and all of that kind of stuff. So it's just a bit like, 
you can bank money, you know? But all these, uh, they're acting like they've got nothing. They're all poor, apart from one of them. And you're just like, right, so, but you were getting paid. And they're trying to act like, you know, oh, we made nothing. We basically made nothing. You know, we got conned for all these years. And it's a bit like, well, well, no, obviously that wasn't the case. What are you talking about? So we get kind of, you know, fed this line that, you know, we've seen in other movies before. And it's hard to believe in there. And it's hard to believe here. You know, then it's just like, okay, so they, they go to do this job. And the job itself, it just seems a bit like, really, just just you guys are going to do this job, right? Okay. Uh, that sounds a bit suspect because the way, you know, we're told, like, the house is a safe. It's nearly impenetrable. But it really didn't seem that difficult a place to break into. That was the insane thing. It really seemed a bit easy to break into. But then, so these guys, they've been doing this for like 20 years, right? But then they seem to have no clue about things when they get into the house. And you're just like, wait, 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 wait. You, you've done this before. This isn't your first rodeo. So how is it you're not thinking about safe rooms? You're not thinking about, you know, places where money could be stored. It's just like they seem oblivious to it all. Which was just a bit like, what? Really? And it was how quickly the things spiralled out of control. Which didn't really make any sense. You know? Because when when it did, it wasn't like they were up against it. So, it, it was just like these decisions suddenly got made. And they were like... Wait, but why are you making these decisions? You know, because right now, everything is golden. So what's going on? It really did seem that, you know, I mean, certain things were just there and done to make the film, to, you know what I mean, to give it these pivot points so you could get from one scene to the next scene. Like, there's another bit when they're in the mountains, and you're just like, wait, why is that happening? You're like, they're arguing, but it doesn't then need for this next bit. And yeah, so it's all very weird. And, and these odd decisions and choices are being made. And you're just like, wait, what? I don't get it. I really don't get it. So, yeah, it's just... It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. But it just didn't set me on fire. You know, it didn't hold me and make me care. I I didn't care what happened to any of the characters... Because you're not, you're not kind of drawn into any of them. 
you have nothing for them, even though it tries to kind of set them up at the very beginning, but it all felt just so one-dimensional, you know, so so there's nothing that's holding my interest on that front, then just the whole film and the scenarios be like, yeah, that's just not holding me, like, obviously, too much weight, obviously, we know what's happening, every part of the film, you just think, I I know what's happening, and then at the very end, there's a bit, and it's a bit like, well, that's kind of there for a potential sequel, you know what I mean, that, that's literally why that just happened, because if there's the interest, they've got a point to make a sequel for, because there's no other reason for it, there's just literally no other reason for it, so yeah, it, it was it was kind of weird, like, you know, I, I guess you would say this is a heist film, but yeah, I've, I've just seen more intriguing heist films, you know, you, you think about it, there's stuff like, um, I guess, Dead President, uh, like, Set It Off, The Heist, you know, the one with um, Gene Hackman, Danny DeVito, that, that wasn't a great film, still better than that, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, what else you you think, like, man, even stuff that I wasn't kind of fully on, you know, I still thought was better than that, like, Baby Driver, I didn't love that film, but that was still better than this, Jackie Brown, another one, a bit flat, but better than this, the score with, um, Edward Norton and Robert De Niro, a better heist film, Thomas Crown, Lockstock, Snatch, both better films, Inception, Point Break, Usual Suspects, uh, like Inside Man, um, and you think Affleck has made better, The Town was a better heist film, even Ant-Man was a better heist film, you know what I mean, so, look, yeah, it's not terrible, but there's been so many better versions of this film, you know, Widows from last year, better heist film, so, you know what I mean, like, they're not all set in the jungle or anything, but, like, there there was better... Fast and the Furious films. I, I I can't remember because it was so long ago. But oh shit, what was those dreadful films that like still vote Sylvester Stallone made? You know, like he had Randy Couture in it and Trey Cruz. Um Oh god, what were those films? called, um, it's gonna come to me any second, The Expendables, that was it, that was the first one, 
that was not a great film. But it was probably a bit better than this. Yeah, I don't know. I've got to say. But listen, right. If you are a fan of, I guess, like, drug lords and jungle fighting and, you know what I mean, like a heist film and action and all of that kind of thing, this could be for you. You know, Triple Frontier, like, it came out on Friday, like, the 13th of March on netflix it's it's gonna be an 18 slightly over two hours um yeah it's directed by jc chandor yeah it's starring ben affleck charlie hamon oscar isaacs Jarrett headland pedro pascal adria arjona you know, so yeah, if it's your kind of thing, it's there, man, but um, yeah, yeah, so the second film I watched this week was Velvet Buzzsaw, which is um, a film by Dan Gilroy, he directed and he wrote the film, um, Dan Gilroy, he's written other films such as Kong, Skull Island, Real Steel, um, Free Jack, The Born Legacy, Nightcrawler, you know, so some big films and some some good films as well, you know, um, this also starred um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rennie Russo, which is kind of... Um, Funny, you know, because we, 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 I think uh, everyone knows Rene Russo from uh, Thomas, the, se- the remake of the Thomas Crown Affair. So it's interesting that she's gone back into uh, the art world. Uh, it's also got Zawi Ashton, uh, Tom Sturridge, Tony Collette, Natalie Dyer, David Diggs, John Malkovich, uh, and Billy Magnuson. Uh, so the gists of the film is a supernatural force sets out to exact revenge against art profiteers attempting to exploit a series of paintings by an own, uh, an unknown artist. Now, this is a uh, it's an interesting film. You know, I, to be honest, I didn't really know too much about it. I, I kind of watched it on just knowing some of the people that were in it. That was the um the main kind of thing for me. Uh, but yeah, it's um, you know, it I think it's kind of like a horror of yeah, a horror kind of thriller mystery type film. So it's very um, it's interesting. Not what I was thinking it was going to be. I I kind of thought it was gonna be a little Thomas Crown esh, you know, a kind of mystery, kind of in an art gallery. Um, 
which it kind of is. You know, it's hard to say if there is really a main, a main character, because it's kind of an ensemble piece. And the different characters help lead us through the story. You know, they, they kind of narrate, or should I say curate, like specific sections that kind of lead you through different aspects of the story that kind of open kind of things up and help flesh things out. So we've got um, art critic Morph Vandervelt, who's played by Jack Jake Gyllenhaal. We've then got um, Rhonda Hayes, who's played by Rennie Russo. Uh, have a Josephina, who's played by Zowie Ashton, and she works for uh, Rhonda. Um, Piers, who's played by uh, John Malkovich, who's another um, avant-garde patron of the arts. Uh, and so we have these different characters... You know, we uh, have some a few rival characters as well that uh, kind of inhabit this very strange, um, strange world that this um, this film is kind of telling us about. You know, people like uh, Tony Collette, who's Gretchen. Um, then we've got uh, John Dunton, who's Tom Sturridge. And, um, yeah, so so we have these weird people. And so, essentially, what happens is we've got um, Zowie, Josephina. She um, she stumbles on a dead person in her her kind of um, housing building, the building um, where she lives. Yes, her apartments. That's the word I was looking for. Yes, so she stumbles upon this dead person, and as you do, you then just break into the house. So she um goes into the house and then finds all of this artwork and instead of just then leaving she uh you know she steals it all because she's like oh this is intriguing this is fascinating you know and so she takes all the art and there is a lot of art um some of it is like burn and, and and being destroyed but she's just like meh I'm taking the art so she takes the art and she kind of shows um morph and then Rhonda finds out and Rhonda sees it and she's like right we need to enter some sort of partnership here uh because you need to document this you know make sure you have ownership of it 
then we can sell it. So then they enter this kind of deceit to profit from the art. And um, yeah, that's when things go awry. And it's like the art seems to come to life. The art seems to uh, seek to um, exact a penance on everyone involved, which is, yeah, it's very creepy, it's very eerie. The film is weird and the film is funny because, you know, it is a satire, essentially, and it's poking fun of the art world and not the art world as a whole. But the people that inhabit it and try and pretend that, you know, they know everything and you're a fool because you don't understand it. Look, I mean, everyone has come across them. You know, I love going to a gallery and, you know, I, the thing I like and I just go, I'll go see anything because... You maybe won't like all of it, but there's usually something that's intriguing. There's usually something that grabs you in there. But you see people, and they're, they're standing in front of this art, and it's like, oh, so, um, yeah, obviously, you can see that I think the artist was probably abused. Um, yeah, you, you see the shades of red in this. I think that's the pain coming through. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, you, 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 you're looking at the book and you're seeing the artist is from a, you know, had a lovely background and upbringing and blah, blah, blah. And these people are just talking out their arse and trying to look important in front of people around them, you know. Because it's, look, there's, there's not this conspiracy that's involved. You know, art is art. It will, some of it speaks to you, some of it doesn't. You know what I mean? That's it. There's nothing else. You know, what I might think is terrible, someone else is going to love. You know? That's, that, it's like with everything. It's like with the films. It's like with books. But some people, you know, want to try and create this weird narrative And this is the essential thing, you know, it's like people telling you that this is the thing and that everyone needs to love this, which then brings the price up of art. You know, I I was watching something else, I forget what it was, Um, and, you know, they they, they were, uh, yeah, basically, like, selling art. That was it, it was always sunny in Philadelphia And, you know, the gang went to an art gallery And the the curator is telling Frank that this is amazing art And, oh yes, it really kind of intrigues her And he's like, I want it, I want it And she's like, oh, it's 20,000 So he pays 20,000 And then... Like, they have this kind of argument, and she's like, I don't like this art. 
I'm just selling the art. And he's like, well, I don't want this painting. I want to sell it. She's like, well, that's fine. And he's like, well, I want my, I want 20,000 for it. She's like, I'm not paying 20,000 for that. And he's like, but I paid 20,000. And she's like, but I won't. And that's what it is. And like a lot of times it's what you're prepared to pay rather than what it's actually worth. And I think this is what Gilroy is is trying to kind of get across with this film, you know the 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 um you know the irony of it all, the weird kind of nature of art and the way people try and manipulate it, and you know you like. Some people will weaponize things. They weaponize their reviews. If they've got, you know, if they've got a gripe with someone, they will intentionally write bad reviews and trying to destroy them, which was kind of like morph. And so this is the thing. It's like all of these people that try and manipulate, you know, try and profit off things. They then suddenly get their comeuppance in extremely gruesome ways. So it, they, I mean, there's definitely some jumpy moments in this, and there's also definitely, whew, the, like definitely things that you're just like, oh my gosh, I I didn't need to see that. That's just grim. That's just oh. Now the film itself. Like, this is the thing, it is intriguing. There are bits that are over the top. Like, um, I think Zowie plays her role, plays Josephina. It's this weird kind of way. It's a bit, it's slightly wooden. It's slightly aloof and cold. It's like Gyllenhaal, he plays his character a bit over the top. But also a bit kind of um, I don't know, like atypical, a um, you know, uh, slightly apart from other people. You know what I mean? Like you kind of feel slightly on the spectrum because he doesn't seem to understand like emotion as a whole. You know what I mean? It, it it it's like he doesn't understand the impact of his words on other people's feelings. So you have this. So you know, there's like, like, these things that are kind of a juxtaposition of themselves, and, and and so they don't always fit seamlessly together. So it sometimes feels that the film is at odds with itself. You know what I mean? It like it doesn't run smooth, and but then there's other moments that work extremely well, and the scenes are well orchestrated. You know, it, it, in the message that it's telling, the way it kind of scopes, and you're kind of drawn into it all. You know, so yeah, that, I mean that's the thing. So it's an odd film, and. Yeah, it's kind of up and down. But I think as a whole, it's not bad. It's very, it's in, I think it's interesting in its in its satirical nature, you know. So I, I feel that's 
what um kind of draws you into it you may not watch it again you know what I mean you may not walk away loving it but you're definitely going to be intrigued and I I kind of feel it does kind of make you think about art and the art world so I would you know I would say look it's not like if you watch Thomas Crown, you'll love this. But I would say if you like a satirical film, if you like something like um, The Player, if you like something like Wag the Dog, I think you would be interested in this, you know? So, yeah, I would say if, if yeah, if, if, if a satirical, you know, construct is what kind of gets you. Because, like, even things like um, Ricky Gervais's Extras, that is a kind of a weird look at celebrity and that kind of thing. If you like those sort of things, yeah, I think that Velvet Buzzsaw will intrigue you. So, check it out. It's on Netflix. And, um, you know, you may be surprised. Okay, people, so we are reaching the end of another episode. So let's hit it with some film news. Okay, so Netflix, we've got a little a, a little bit of Netflix news. Um, firstly, they have picked up a script to um, tell a modern contemporary version of um, Alex Dumas's Three Musketeers. Now, there's been several film versions of Three Musketeers, and then there was also the uh, the BBC TV series. I mean, and we can't forget one of the most beloved, Doug Tanion and the Three Muskerhounds, which... Um, was a staple of my childhood and I, I i love it to this day um but uh yeah not much really is um you know on this new one just that um it's meant to have a tone akin to mission impossible yeah um and uh it's being produced by Eric Newman, Brian Uncleus, and Scott Glasgold. So, um, yeah, you know, like the scripts from Harrison Query. But yeah, that's all we know. Like a contemporary Three Musketeers, I'm, you know, I'm not quite sure how it works because you know, with swords. You understand it. With anything else, it, it, it doesn't, it's not the same story. So, um, I don't know. You know, we will see how this goes. Uh, secondly, Netflix has picked up um, a graphic novel by John Wagner and Arthur Ranson um, called 
Button Man. Uh, the story follows an ex-military contractor, Harry Exton, who is considered the first true hero of the post-truth age. Exton is a proxy in a clandestine competition amongst the super-rich. Paid to fight to the death in modern-day gladiatorial contexts, Exton sets out on a relentless journey to use these twisted elites own dark machine to bring their corrupt world crashing down um you know it's gonna be um yeah like helmed by brian helgeland um yeah that i think that's pretty much uh yeah that's pretty much it nothing else on the project has um yeah, has come to life, but I think filming is meant to start in the fall. But, you know, could be interesting. Uh, some more comic book news. So, supposedly, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 isn't going to be um, a, a sequel. Which is strange. So, you know, Patty Jenkins has come back to um, write and direct this film. But they're saying that we should look at it in more of a the vein of a Bond film. Um, you know, or Indiana Jones. Where the films are set within the universe, but they don't, you know... Play into each other directly, you know, um, which is why uh, Chris Pine's character, Trevor, um, Trevor, whatever his name, can be um, in this film as well. So yeah, it is. It's a it's a strange move, you know. But who knows? It might work. Maybe that's the way. For DC to move forward with um, with this universe. There's been a lot of talk since um, James Gunn was revealed to have been rehired by Marvel to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You know, what does that mean for Suicide Squad? Absolutely nothing. It's still going to be, you know what I mean, his next film. But some interesting news came out about it. Suicide Squad isn't gonna again. It's not gonna be a sequel. It's now they're just rebooting it. it it's not a big surprise because you know the first film did tank, so it kind of makes sense just to scrap it. So instead of being called Suicide Squad Two, this version is just gonna be called The Suicide Squad. So um. Yeah, you know, I, 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 filming is, it looks like filming is going to be, um, it's going to be getting underway shortly and the film is scheduled to hit August the 6th, 2021. So, the big news that, you know, everyone knew was going to come and it's finally gone through. So the Fox Disney deal has now been 
completed. I didn't even realise it's been two years that this whole situation has, you know, been taken. But yeah, it's been two years, people. Like, time literally does fly. So now, under the Disney umbrella, you've got Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, and now 20th Century Fox, which is, is great for them. Because, you know, they don't only just get back the Fantastic Four, Deadpool, and the X-Men to add to the MCU. But they also get the rights to the original Star Wars films, which they didn't have. And they also get franchises like Alien, Avatar, Planet of the Apes. And, you know, that's good because, hey, we're getting a new Alien film. We're also getting the Avatar, you know what I mean? I think what? I, I, I think we're set for four films now. It was a trilogy, but I think it's going to be four films. So, yeah, they've they done pretty good, you know, and a huge back catalogue. So that's great. You know, uh, especially because, um, you know, the streaming service is launching this year. But it, it sounds like there will be casualties, one of which seems to be the new Mutants film that, you know, was, was talked on that a lot of reshoots needed to be made. So word is coming out. Nothing is concrete, so who knows, but words coming out that they're not going to bother with the reshoot and the film is just going to be pushed out on D the Disney streaming service. Kind of makes sense, because, you know, it wasn't a big budget film. They, there's not any huge stars in the film, so, you know, kind of makes sense for... For the, the, the pricing structure of movies that they've mentioned in the past that would be coming on the streaming. So, yeah, we got that. Um, another thing is, you know, is now the deal's gone through. Everyone's thinking this means we're going to get, um, you know, X-Men films, Fantastic Four films and all of that. But, you know, so... but. They're saying nothing should be expected till 2022. But when you think about it, that's not even a long way away. You know what I mean? Because the current state of things is ending this year. Because we've got Avengers Endgame next month. Can't wait. Then we've got Spider-Man. So that's kind of the end of this current phase. But then we also know we're getting a Doctor Strange 2, a Black Panther 2, and a Black Widow film. So we already have those coming, plus an external and an Eternals film. So that's four films already. So if you, you know I mean, because some years we get two films, then we get three films. So that basically is nearly everything for 2020 and 2021 so you know what I mean like 2022 
it's not that far away. So to say, oh, we have to wait that long for an X-Men, that's not long, man. It, it, you know what I mean? It's common sense. And no one's going to give a damn. You know what I mean? People are just looking forward to hear what's going to come with all this potential content. And Kevin Feige has said we're going to know later in the year. So, hey, let's just sit tight and uh, see what happens. Now, you know, there was nothing last week, but we got two big bits of June news for you before we dust. So, Chang Chen, who people will know from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and The Assassin, has been cast as Dr. Wellington Yui in Denis Villeneuve's June. Um, now, if you've read the books, Wellington Yui is a pivotal character to how the story kind of unfolds. He's the doctor for the Atreides family. Um, so he's, uh, you know, he, he, he's brought on by Paul's father, Leto. So Duke Leto, he works for him and um, his mum, Jessica. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. But yeah, the doctor is very pivotal to the story. So, hey, you know what I mean? I, I think it's a great casting. Can't wait. And people, it's happened. Filming has now officially started on the film. So, they're, they're shooting in Budapest, Hungary and Jordan. Kind of makes sense for those locations. Uh, and... Hans Zimmer is doing the score, which is perfect. I think it's, it's just a perfect choice. A perfect choice to do this score. I can't wait to listen to what he creates because, yeah, you just kind of feel it's going to be something epic, something vast, all encompassing. Yeah, can't wait to hear it. Um, the thing that they don't say is, you know, I mean, whether this is gonna be the first part or if they're filming both parts of the story. Um, you know, what I mean, then work on the first one when that comes out, they're finished. You know, what I mean, doing the effects and stuff on the second part. So we don't know. We don't know if they're filming back-to-back -back films. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense to do it that way, but yeah, who knows, because they didn't do it that way, so um, yeah, I don't know, well, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's not mentioned, but god damn it, I cannot, cannot wait, this is gonna be something, yeah, something special, man, so um, yeah, that is it, people. Um, you know, we got some films out this week, so I'm gonna go try and see something. But I think I've got some stuff I've got to review as well. 
I can't remember, man. There's so much shit going on. It's crazy. And my memory is shot. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. All, all, you, all you need to know, next Thursday, Echo Chamber is going to be back. So, um, have a fun week. And we'll see you then. Peace. Cause they live for some moments and I live for a living But this for the girls who barely let me get the first base on some ground ball shit Cause now I run my city on some town hall shit They praying on my motherfucking downfall bitch like a drought But you gon' get this rain like it's Mayweather Good music, yay weather, champagne just tastes better They told me I never, boy, never say never Sweat flow special like an infant first steps I got paid the reverse